You are listening to The Exchange with Joy and Katie, a podcast that inspires people to pursue their passion with purpose and to make an impact. Advancing the kingdom everywhere. We love to chat with inspiring people to exchange ideas on how we can live radical, Jesus-centered lives on Monday through till Saturday, as well as Sundays. Hello, you are listening to The Exchange Podcast with Joy and Katie, and we are currently speaking to many people about stepping into purpose outside of the four walls of the church. And we have had a fantastic conversation today with Helen Azer. And as we explore our current topic of reset, we get some real gold from Helen as she talks us through how she sees God working in this season. Helen, thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited to have you with us. Oh, it's just brilliant to see you and to connect with you. Really always a joy. So, (laughs) Everyone, this is Helen Azer. She is a brilliant friend of the Ground Level Network uh, based in Oxfordshire and works alongside Rachel Hickson uh, with Heart Cry for Change Ministries. She is an incredible teacher and uh, I think a really sharp prophetic voice as well and really inspires both me and Katie I know um, as a fellow uh, woman leading uh, in different spheres and so we're really excited Helen to kind of dig into some of your thoughts but first I think Katie's going to grill you a little bit with some quick fire questions. (laughs) Yeah so Helen we just want to know a little bit about you so we can give our audience a little snapshot into who you are and so the first question is how would you describe in three words um what you do uh i am a teacher i'm curious and i'm bilingual (laughs) brilliant i'm sure lover of jesus should have been in there too but hey (laughs) oh that's a given that's a given it's cool sorry what your language is helen uh french german arabic Mm, New Testament Greek, but I don't speak that. <laughs> wow. wow. Oh, and English, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, that's a given. But that was fantastic. And give us a little snapshot just so we can get an idea as to what you do. Uh, what were you doing at 11.30 on Wednesday? Ooh, uh, Wednesdays tend to be my preparation days. So because I work with a ministry which involves a lot of teaching and preaching away, usually, I was going to (laughs) say, these days on Zoom. Um, But Wednesdays is kind of my day to um, have a study morning, do some uh, reading, uh, preparation for my talks, um, dig deep into the word of God and just, uh, you know, pray a bit about what I'm going to bring, what God wants me to share in a particular um situation that I'm going to be in maybe at the weekend so oh that sounds like a blissful Wednesday morning (laughs) that's the theory anyway (laughs) yeah (laughs) Helen what's your favorite cheese oh from the sublime to the ridiculous um Shropshire blue I think Mm. (laughs) or a brie a really good brie maybe (laughs) introduced me to is it a brie my favorite cheese now is one that Katie introduced me to that She adds honey on top and then like dips in, kind of crushes. Oh, Amazing. Baked camembert. That would be the other one. 
Yes, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's called, I don't know how you pronounce it. I think it's called P.A. Don Geloy. Yeah. And it is just mm. the, it's like delicious, but then really flavorful. Yeah, it's I mean, we are like <laughs> the best. So, yeah, it's important to talk about cheese, I feel. Um, <laughs> Helen, when you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a detective. And then I worked out that detectives have to do a lot of really scary things. And at that point in time, I was a little bit scared of the dark and I was terrified of spiders. I still don't like spiders very much. And I thought, this is not going to work, is it? But I really wanted to be a detective. Wow. <laughs> I think it's my curious, nosy side of like finding clues and, you know, just that sort of thing. I was like, yeah, that will be that will be great. <laughs> the investigator, that. Helen, the investigator. <laughs> you still investigate things. In there you go <laughs> yeah very good cool well um we uh we really want to kind of hear a bit about what god's been speaking to you about really and we think that there's some things that he as this always happens uh, because we're all in a family and we speak to the same god we feel like he's been kind of saying some similar things to us as well mm -hmm. and uh, some of the things that we've heard from you really resonate with this series that we've been doing about reset and rebuild imagining i know we're just about to come out and emerge from yeah. uh, this third lockdown and uh, we see uh, particularly in the uk um potential kind of crisis economic um mm. social like mental health and so we're starting to just provoke and dream a bit to ask people um what do we feel that uh we need as Christians, as individuals in our workplaces and where God's placed us, what do we need to have uh, to do to be prepared for if we're going to really see to reset and then rebuild? And so we'd love to hear some of your maybe your big picture thoughts and then we'll kind of pull in a uh, uh, prod into some of that. Yeah, well, it's, I think it's a fascinating um, time we're living in. Obviously, we've known a lot, there's been a lot of shaking. Everything we know has been shaken, how we do life. I mean, can you imagine that a year ago we'd have thought, you know, we were wearing face masks and distancing ourselves, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's changed life so phenomenally. And a lot of people are asking that question of resetting. And it's interesting because it's a journey that we started on as a ministry actually a couple of years ago now. And God spoke to us and really said, you know, the difference between a re reset and what god means by reset is this a reset is a restoration to um a, a kind of you know a state as we've known it maybe that actually you know think of your tv or your computer if it goes blank or if it goes into one of those moments where you just think oh my goodness i don't know what to do let's reset it reset it to factory settings or whatever it is and it's like you reset to a point and the question is, what is that point that we're resetting to? And in the human understanding, we usually reset to a point that we know works. So like with the pandemic, it's like, actually, let's go back to what, what we know works in our workplaces or in our family lives. This is how we used to do routine. But I think many of us would probably say that actually we've discovered some stuff in this season of being locked down and that kind of thing that we hadn't maybe tried before, that we've appreciated more. Our priorities have changed. We value things in a different way again. And so it's like, actually, do we want to reset to how it was before? So it's like, be you know, before the pandemic pandemic or actually is God saying I want to reset you to the very best that I've always intended which is actually in his language a recalibration 
And that is about recalibrating to his original design for us. And there's a big difference there if you think about that. So that's one of the thoughts I've been thinking about. God, what does it look like? I think the other word a lot of people have used in this season is rebuild. And again, you know, take the picture, for example, of, you know, big fire going through, say, Notre Dame Cathedral, like happened a few years ago. And it's like the pride in us says we're going to rebuild this as good as it was before. And, you know, we're not going to let the enemy take from us what what happens, etc. And we rebuild. But actually in this season, rebuilding for rebuilding's sake might not actually be the, the answer. And the reset is the new opportunity for something new and creative to emerge. So that's my initial thought with that whole reset thing. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And, and so thinking about the recalibration to start with, um, how would you describe to us the difference between just going back to how we were, kind of getting back on the starting blocks versus God's original design for his people and what we do want to be walking into? Well, one of the uh, prophetic words, actually, that's been spoken over this whole season has been that God is revealing himself again as the ancient of days. And if you look at trends in our society, there's a lot of um, combinations of the ancient and modern, like in church life, if we think church, there's a lot of people in the younger generation by that. I mean, a lot younger than me. So like in the teens age bracket who are hankering after the ancients, because actually what they're looking for is that so many of us have disconnected from roots. We've thrown out the ancient stuff as boring or, you know, a bit like trad or whatever. And it's like we're looking for a rootedness. And I think part of the recalibration is God saying you belong to a big story. Um, and our society really needs to hear that, that actually we're looking for story all the time. We're looking for a narrative to belong to. And it's like, what narrative, what storyline are we going to knit into? And as Christians, it's great news because it's like the storyline of God is the original that he's always wanted for us. And that's the really creative place where we become who we were always intended to be. Wow. Yeah, and I'd, I'd love to know, Helen, just it's it's really great kind of listening to kind of how God's been talking to you. And I'd love to know a little bit around um, were there kind of poignant points over this last year or things that have really stood out to you um, that have just really made you feel like, you know, the hand of God is in this and God is going to move as a result? I think so. I mean, I think it's one of those things where, um, again, you know, hankering after the, the prophetic, but I, I, one of the hallmarks I, I really feel that God is on at the moment is that he wants us wherever we are, whether we're in school as teachers, whether in politics, you know, whether we're doctors in a doctor's surgery, wherever it is, actually all of those institutions have been shaken. And I think one of the things that God is doing is to say to us, you know, this is a time of creativity where we can build afresh. And I think for, for, so for us as a ministry, my context is more kind of church ministry. Um, itinerant ministry that kind of thing and for a while we've been saying we really feel there's a shift coming there's a there's a change of how we're going to operate um, we travel an awful lot in the normal way you know might be away sort of what's this 52 weeks in the year maybe kind of 45 weeks of the year kind of thing on the road hard but we just sense there's going to be a shift there's going to be a new arena and I think part of the challenge of lockdown was how are we going to communicate messages of hope in a context 
where we're all locked down in a place of actual lack of hope. And that was a moment for us of saying God's message of hope still stands wherever we are, whatever arena, however contained we feel, there is hope writ large. Yeah. And for me, that was one of the revelation moments. Yeah, I love that. And I, I think it's so true. Almost when there is a sudden lack of hope, it's kind of everything goes darker and it's a chance for God to therefore shine more, isn't it? It's yes. like, and suddenly, like globally, and yeah. as you say, across all spheres of society, it's just hit everybody at the same time, which totally. is so rare. Um, and so it's it's incredible, really, what, what you're saying around this is our opportunity to just yeah. bring hope where it's not yeah. felt. And, and also, I mean, one of the other prophetic words over this whole new decade that we, you know, back in, back in 2020 last year turned into was new means new. And God was saying, I am doing something new. And the, one of the verses that was, you know, prayed in many prayer meetings was Isaiah 43, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Do you perceive it? Can you sniff it out? And it's like in that context, pre-pandemic, we were like, okay, yeah, new, new, new. But actually, this is such a reset, as you've been talking about, that actually now we can see the context for that word, which is this is a new landscape. Yeah. And actually, you know, take the economy in Britain. We were doing fairly well. We'd had austerity, which had been really hard, but at least we'd got to a place where we were thinking we can draw a line under that, we can move forward. And now it's like crash. And yeah. it's like, for me, you can go two ways with that. It's like, it's the most depressing thing ever. We're back to where we were in 2008 crash or worse actually, <laughs> borrowing, I think it's what, a billion a day at the moment. So, you know, you can go down that track of this is negative, or you can say, is this the moment where people of the kingdom, your Josephs, if you like, are going to rise up within the financial institutions, Christians with a passion for Jesus, who are going to think totally outside of the box and say, this is our moment to do finances different nationally and internationally, because we're global. It's not just about us. Everyone has gone through the same thing. And that could be cre incredibly creative. Yeah. yeah. And so if we're thinking about Christians in all those different spheres with their feet in the ground, uh, walking alongside the people who perhaps are hopeless, who are, mm. or are looking at it and going, <laughs> this is a crash. Um, what kind of people do you think we need to be? What kind of character do you think we need to carry to bring the hope that uh, the nation needs? I think we're going to need to be, we're going to need to be bold and courageous I think um, and I think particularly maybe talking you know to, to our British culture we're going to need to be confident in our distinctively Christian element because I think we're all going through this everyone is going to be looking for something but what is it that that marks out a Christian in this season what is it that marks out a follower of Jesus um, you know, I, I, I mentioned Joseph, but I think of, of Daniel as well, you know, living in a kingdom that was being shaken, uh, where leadership was looking to him. And I, I really believe that actually people are going to begin to find that, you know, their bosses in the workplace are going to look to them because they are distinctive in some way. And I think some of the distinctive, maybe interesting, you see what you think too, but some of the distinctiveness of being a Jesus follower is that we have that prophetic gift. 
so that in a season where you're thinking we don't just want to rebuild as in you know go back to where we were but we want to build afresh actually part of that gift in these seasons is what I maybe call more the architectural gift so it's not just the builder but it's the architect who can dream the dreams see the visions of what could be that don't even exist yet and create with God and I think that that's true in any workplace yeah that's I really love that and the kind of idea of the architect who kind of knows I mean I'm a feeler so yeah. like um knows what it should feel like what the atmosphere yes. should feel like what it should consist of what the values are that we should carry into like a yeah. institution or community of people and um and and I guess I'd be really interested in pulling out from you uh what what um if you feel if people feel like they might have that architectural gift um or or they're not sure or they're looking like who mm. does around me have that how would you describe it like how how can you tell um and how could we sharpen it yeah well I was thinking about an architect in the natural a while ago because I've been on this theme of prophetic architecting that sort of thing and actually an architect can see a vision of something which doesn't yet exist, but not only that, so paint the picture so that others can build it. And I think that's that's a real gift, but they can also, um, they know what building materials to use. Um, and I think in this season, it's like, who am I, what are my building materials? You know, what, what do I actually need um, yeah. to, to make a change here? So that could be what resources do I need? Uh, what budget do I need for this season? It could be literally what skills and gifts do I need as part of my team? Um, I know we're all in different spheres, but like, for example, in a church sphere, it's like maybe I've got lots of great pastors and I need those to bring the hope and healing to people who've suffered or, you know, suffered loss or that kind of thing. But maybe actually in this season as well, I need some teachers who will ground us in good stuff when everybody's going after conspiracy theories and all the rest of it. Or maybe I actually need the dreamers of the new to see how we can do life post pandemic. Now that we've all I was listening to someone, I think it's actually one of the, the ground level um, leaders days. And, and you were talking about, you know, that the, the, the church front door is now no longer our building front door, but it's actually gone way out because most of us gone online. So our front door for our church is, is actually online now. So it's like, what's the distinctive going to be when we come into church? You know, why would I do that if I can watch online? And it's some of those dreaming capacities so I think I think there's some of the some of that of of dreaming what what materials do I use but I think with an architect as well the other thing is that they know what the future trends are going to look like and I feel that the prophetic architect is one who can see quite a ways down the line and say actually these are the trends in education that we're going to begin to see emerge and how can we from now plan for them even if people don't yet know that this is the trajectory we're going on so it's that architectural ability to see what you will need in the future and build for it from now so that we're actually ahead of the game rather than catching up all the time does that make sense <laughs> yeah and it's yeah. totally like it's a supernatural gift isn't it like yeah. the, how incredible that god's gifted his people with that for the sake of the world yeah. to be able to build yeah exactly and yeah. I love the, the kind of concept that you touch on there, Helen, which, you know, kind of those prophetic gifts that, that so many have, I think 
for so long they've been so easily focused into our church or our church yeah. ministry and you know onto our our Sundays but that idea of just rethinking and thinking okay this gift isn't just for me on a Sunday this gift is for me to bring into my workplace to mm. inspire my boss to yes. inspire my boss's boss and how that looks like even just just having the the thought to say to God right God you've given me this prophetic gift how am I going to move in it today in my workplace mm. um, and that's exciting isn't it and the way in which the breakthroughs have happened massively accelerated in time you know like everyone said it takes at least five years to develop a vaccine. It's like we've done it in a year. And it's like, you know, maybe that's a controversial one. I know there's lots of kind of opinions out there about vaccines and stuff. But it's like, what a gift if we can yeah. connect natural with supernatural right yeah. where we are and see breakthroughs. And I, I believe one of the, the words for this season is also acceleration. And by that, I don't mean us all running like mad, but I mean that actually the developments, the breakthroughs that we're gonna see in some of these spheres we're talking about are gonna be accelerated because of God, like breathing into these arenas and using those of us who will say, here am I God, send me, it's a messy situation, but maybe for such a time as this, you're called. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. And I'd love your advice, really, Helen, just for those who are listening, because I think, you know, for myself, I um, I kind of work in IT, in sales and business, yeah. and I kind of, I work in a world where the idea of prophecy and gifts of the Holy Spirit is just not, not spoken about, you know, it's not really um, even maybe understood. But I'd love to know if you have any advice. I know you spoke at the beginning about this call for boldness of God mm. over over us but just any advice around how um how we can normalize the the, yeah. the gift of prophecy into places where um they're just not used to it mm, i think some of it maybe is about you know actually the prophetic is partly integrating it into whatever your role is so like you've got an it pro problem that's driving everyone nuts and you can't find a way through and you pray you take time out you find a solution and and it's like slowly you become the one who always problem solves it's like you've always got the answers to the riddles how come and people are curious by that so it's almost making people curious sometimes rather than preaching at them and i always think sometimes we we feel we have to you know preach at them get them saved etc it's like actually just just make them hungry make them curious um you know like what, what are you on katie how come you're always the one to get the break and sometimes that might provoke jealousy but it's quite interesting you wouldn't be <laughs> the only one in the bible you know it, to, to, to see that but i think i think also maybe the prophetic we've often thought about you know standing in a meeting prophesying over someone reading their mail telling them their life story but actually jesus was incredibly prophetic but he asked questions mm. so for him it was those prophetic questions that provoked conversation that yeah. opened an opportunity rather than I've got this revelation I've got to speak it out and I think sometimes it's okay God you've given me this revelation what do you want me to do with it and sometimes we pray it yeah. and we just pray into that because God's given you revelation sometimes it's can I have a conversation with someone sometimes it is we need to share the word but sometimes it's like okay let's make you curious let's ask the questions let's dig a bit um and and go on a journey um and i think i think one of the things i've discovered over this last time is god's not in a hurry he's quite happy to take the time to go on a journey um and yeah 
we're always destination orientated and I think professionally you know we know we've got goals to hit we've got achievements to make but actually we can still be excellent in what we do but see the storyline of God in it and it's going back to that knit knitting people into the story yeah and yeah. I think as a church or a community of people just really encouraging one another that yeah their contribution to seeing God's kingdom come is is in fact what they're doing on a Monday through to a Friday. That's so good. And not just they're helping on the kids team on a Monday. And I think for, as we've seen the lockdown and, you know, lots of people serving roles in church have really changed because they're not there on a Sunday to do that (laughs) stuff. And my, my dream and my prayer is as they've been working and maybe had more of an emphasis on their work life as well, start people really realising like the penny dropping, I am God's gift to this like sphere in a kind of very humble way. Yes, (laughs) yes. um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think what you just said about being, you know, in a humble way, but actually there's, God spoke to me at the beginning of the year and he said, I want to develop a people who are confidently humble and humbly confident (laughs) and it's like that strange combination of confident in who we are in God but with the humility that makes a way for us and I think that's maybe a good combination and then the other the other word he gave me was um a a, a truth-filled grace so that we're gracious to people we love people but there's that again that like what we were saying earlier that distinctive that marks us out which is actually holds a line um and and I think you know when you build you hold a plumb line don't you and actually it's looking for those plumb lines that will actually be the corrector the realigner the recalibrator if we want to use that language for us in this season because actually we could reset to false lines and it's like you know what's the line of justice in our economic world at the moment you know what is the line of integrity in the business and marketplace what are the lines that we need to hold with graciousness but actually not compromising on what we know to be the thing that works actually (laughs) at the end of the day yeah I just had a sense that as you were talking that potentially people listening might have um, a feeling that they've they've lost the kind of sharpness of that line in their work and the kind of fuzziness of they've got a fuzziness of what what bit is the plumb line or where does the plumb line hang Mm. and um I'm not sure and and I I wonder I mean I'd love us to actually pray for our listeners but um if there's anything that you've got to say for people who might have just blurred the lines a bit but Mm. um but feel that sense of the Holy Spirit saying no you can bring this truth but with grace to have you got anything that you could share well I just I just think God is giving us such a gracious opportunity at the moment I don't hear the harsh judgmental sound of God saying you could do better but it's like you know you've been through a tough time we're recognizing some stuff he has held up those lines and I think he wants to I think you said the word sharpen he wants to sharpen us he wants to make us that sharp instrument in his hand so if we have blurred the lines I think actually just take the opportunity that's being given to say reset recalibrate to say I'm, I'm really sorry God I needed you know I felt I needed to cut corners or you know I felt the pressure to make life work I, I particularly feel for you know people in the business place maybe you've had no work for a long time maybe you're self-employed you know it would be there's some corners you could cut to make it a quick fix to get the deals 
But actually what's really important is who you're aligning with, maybe who your partners are going to be in this season. I just feel that as a word for, for some people. And I just think, you know, God is gracious and he's saying, make sure your foundations are strong. Make sure actually you reset to that plumb line of, of who I am in this season, the truth of who I am, who I've made you to be, so that actually you won't feel the guilt and I will accelerate you. And that's the promise. I will accelerate you. And I think we know it in our you know, personal finances. If we tithe, for example, somehow in the economy of God, it works because God's ways work. And I feel like these are new days, but there are ancient ways that he wants to keep us on track with. Don't know if that helps. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. I think it's interesting. So we recorded an earlier podcast with Jared Cooper, who's oh, saying, yeah. you know, he's talking about innovation, which you've talked about with the um, the vaccine and, mm. and the acceleration of uh, innovation. He talked about collaboration and you've just mm. said about align. Who are we aligning with? Yes. And I think there are key themes that uh, Holy Spirit is speaking to us about and just a sense of encouragement to our listeners and mm. we hope this does bring courage to you that um, I think it's easy you know for particularly for people in Christian ministry le leadership in the church um, because we're all Christians in ministry but the um, that, that we often don't know what the pressures are outside yeah. in a kind of more secular environment um, that feels less um aligned to our values yes. and just to throw courage at people and say um <laughs> like uh you're on the front line and you're on yeah. the, the whole face of god's kingdom at advancement mm -hmm. and um and this alignment of who are you aligning with and i think that's why mm -hmm. we feel glx is so important yes this is an opportunity for you to find your people to align with them even mm -hmm. if they're not in your workplace but they might be in the same sphere and cheer yeah. one another on and pray for one another that's right yeah that's so good that's so good and I think also look for the unusual partnerships that was one of the words God gave us at the beginning of the year as a ministry it's like he's doing the unusual things so it's like time to think outside the box and there'll be combinations of partnerships and alignments like you're saying relationally as well and I think actually you know this season has shown that hasn't it how many of us have join zoom you know groups or whatever with people we'd never normally connect with just because we can and it's all online and it's like that will that ever go back i'm not sure i think this is the part of the creativity it's really interesting kind of hearing you guys talk because this week uh, within my own workplace the word collaboration has come up so often um with suppliers with managers just saying this is a season for collaboration you know yeah. we are going to succeed as a business if we collaborate and unify with other wow. people um and it's just it seems to be coming a, coming across everywhere you know within the workplace within the church within yeah. it's just you know one of those things i love it when god moves that he just he moves so uh globally across yes. across all the spheres in ways so it's it's exciting so good mm. so <laughs> helen we would love for you uh just to pray if that's okay sure. uh, pray for our listeners uh, before we we bring it to an end um i really feel like yeah god's god's moving to those mm. who are listening and we just love you to um to pray over them love to so let's pray father i just want to thank you so much that these are days of incredible opportunity mm. we want to thank you lord that in times of change in times of transition in times of shift and shaking 
you are so faithful and lord i pray for every single person who's listening today whatever sphere of life they're in whatever their personal situation that a new confidence would come upon them that actually you are for us in this season you can equip us you can really put that wisdom of solomon on us to help us to figure out the days ahead and even as we're emerging more and more out of lockdown and trying to work out how life is going to work Lord, thank you for wisdom. And we want to also pray today for strategic wisdom. We want to pray for that supernatural anointing of that prophetic gift to be the architects and the builders and to collaborate, to find those partnerships that are going to bring life in this season. And Lord, we thank you for fruitfulness that's going to come out of this time. And I just really hear God say, you know, I haven't taken you through this season to frustrate you but I've taken you to bring you to a place of greater fruit. And there's an abundance of fruitfulness that you're going to find wherever you are today in your workplace, in your family life, and that actually the barren season is over and it's a time for great fruit. And we thank you, Father. You are such a creative God. And we pray that you would help us to be like you, creative in our out-of-the-box thinking and to do things differently so that we might really reset and recalibrate according to your heart cry for us in this season in jesus mighty name amen 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 thank you so much helen and <laughs> thank you to all those who are listening and um, we really feel like god is moving through these podcasts mm. and you know as so many people pour out the mind of god into into these podcasts we would just ask you you know if there are people that you think of that you think gosh somebody would so value hearing this share it with people share it with uh, with your family or your colleagues and um, we really believe that god is moving and you have been listening today to the exchange podcast with joy and katie um, on the series of reset and we would love you to uh, just keep on listening next week we have some fantastic nuggets of gold that are going to be coming as we emerge from this season of the global pandemic just discussing what god is doing and the opportunities as he moves